1: Hello and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded is a fantasy baseball podcast, and I'm your host, Mike Curland. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. And tonight, everybody is back again. I'm getting spoiled. I'm not used to having so many people. We have George, Mike, and Zach. You can follow them on Twitter. You have George at J 90, Mike at SP Streamer, and Zach at Braf Z. Gentlemen, welcome back as always, and how's everybody doing?
0: Pretty good, man. I'm excited to be back here. We're in the middle of these baseball playoffs. Got an exciting matchup going on right now here in L.A. Uh, could be out there watching game five, but I'm here uh, dedicated
1: to this pod. Oh, shove it. We tried, uh-huh. we tried talking <laughs> you into going. We, we understand, Look, we, we appreciate the commitment, but we also understand that, yeah, I'd, I'd rather be at the game, too. Let's be honest. <laughs> But no, that's George, how's everybody doing, George? Uh, Mike, Zach, what's going on, guys?
2: Doing good, man. Enjoying yeah, doing uh, good. these playoffs. I still can't believe the Braves just completely pooped the bed today. Um, oh yeah, pooped the bed. I would have said the other word, but we're, <laughs> we're <laughs> family friendly <laughs> yeah.
0: podcast over here.
2: But. Do you
3: guys do you guys think they should have left Flaherty in?
0: No. I mean, no. Seven innings is that was that was crazy. To, to yeah, me. I think
3: he went over a hundred pitches, right?
1: 104, I think. That's oh, something. my God. That's yeah, crazy. He should have pitched like one inning, get his, you know, maybe two. And,
3: and they had the best bullpen in the NL this year.
1: Doesn't matter. They had it. I can understand they want to guarantee the win. Like, they, you can't take anything for granted because it's, you know, sports. But it's it's overkill when you pitch them, I think. Was it, what did you say, in seven innings? Like, seven, I mean, yeah. Honestly, he locked like,
2: it down for them. I get it. But I would have thrown him maybe like four, five innings tops. Uh, just to kind of seal the deal. But, yeah, I think they left him in a little too long.
1: Yeah. We can talk playoffs all night, but we're not going to. We're actually starting what's going to be a nice little journey of our team previews for 2020. We're going to break down every team. Well, the idea is to break down every team. Yes, every team. That's 30, probably 30 episodes, assuming my math is right. <laughs> and it's gonna, we're going to talk sleep, sleepers, breakouts, and busts on every team, every division. And we're going to keep it short, sweet, and to the point. And I think it's it's kind of something new we're starting. We're going to do this year for the first time. I think it's going to be kind of fun, and we'll gonna see where it goes. But we're going to keep it simple on the first one. <laughs> it's as simple as it gets. We're going to talk about the Miami Marlins of the NL East. Whew, hold, on to, hold on to your uh, hats, guys. <laughs> this one's going to get a little crazy. It's Take so, notes, everybody. What I will do is actually link – the roster because i'm going to be using roster resources this is pretty much one of the better more up-to-date rosters uh roster resource roster resources Go we'll figure that you can find in the in the uh in the industry so i'll link the i'll link the page under the podcast so you guys can look at it if you want but just to give an idea right now they have started uh john birdie miguel rojas neil walker i oh, know he's a he should be off He'll probably be off. He's, I, think, I thought it was a one year deal.
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Either way, Starling Castro, Isan Diaz, George Alfaro, Lewis Brinson, and Austin Dean. That's the starting lineup. The pitchers is where it gets interesting with Caleb Smith, Sandy Alcantara, D- oh, Duggar, I guess there goes. Well, Eliza, I can't ever say his name. Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Eliezer. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's all I think was laser like the shark with laser head yeah sorry uh. <laughs> <laughs> jordan yamamoto and pablo lopez oh, man i love their pitching for some reason regardless okay i r- rambled through their lineup that was probably unnecessary can we all just agree there are no breakout uh, i guess there's one potential breakout in my mind the rest fall under sleepers <laughs> cuz of adp but i think there's one potential breakout do you guys agree?
3: right i agree
1: are we uh, who uh, let's see, are we all under the same idea of who that potential breakout would be? Maybe not. Pro- maybe maybe there's probably
3: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say
1: I guess I'll say it for me the potential <laughs> the potential breakout would be Caleb Smith.
3: Yeah, yes.
1: Okay. And a lot of it just goes back to what he flashed in the first half of last year. Right. Prior to the injury. But what people don't realize, like obviously the biggest and this is what I was trying to look up frantically before we started. The big issue for him was his uh, his velocity just dipped and dipped and dipped. It was his four-seamer, for instance, and it was pretty much only the four-seamer that really dipped. His four-seamer dipped from 92.7 in um, April to 92.3 and all the way down to 90.93 in October. I mean, September. And... It just it was a slow decline, and it was his first full year pitching first full year. I'm trying to remember um his previous career high was like seventies, if I remember correctly, right like a seventy inning season off the top of my head, I can look that up i guess um and that's a big thing, so i'm I'm wondering if I think maybe you know another year under his belt he he really just gets gets you know gets the fatigue out of the way builds up, learns how to build up his um arm strength a little better maybe get into a better routine now that he's somewhat used to the idea of pitching a full season. That's my hope for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, 77. Oh no, he pitched 98 innings in 2017. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Way. So
0: I, I think with Caleb Smith, what sticks out to people's minds the most is that first half, you know, cause he was such a popular waiver wire pickup. Oh, so um, good. He was looking like he had that ACE potential, Um, You could almost say that he broke out in the first half last season. So I'm almost thinking, you know, I'm looking at these first to second half splits. You know, first half he had a 3.5 ERA. Second half he had a 5.42. Just people got so excited about him in the first half. What concerns me is just the amount of fly balls and hard contact that he gives up. And I'm almost thinking, for me at least, like, he could almost classify maybe as a potential bust. Um,
1: well, that's actually early, where I
0: have him as well.
2: Do you yeah. really
1: have him as a bust? Because I feel, I feel like he his ADP right now is like outside the top one hundred. Like by, by not even, it's not even close. I mean, how much? How, like, it's hard to call him a bust when he's getting taken in the double digit rounds. At least that's what I've seen so far. Right. Well, ADP's again. ADP is gonna kind of make or break some of these players going forward, but. Really, all we have to go off of right now
0: is the two early mocks. Mm -hmm. Um, Here, he had an average ADP of 162 between the, what was it, nine leagues that they drafted?
1: Uh, Six or something like that?
0: Yeah, so Mm -hmm. around 160. I mean, so really...
1: Hard to call that a bust is what I'm getting at.
0: I mean, he's going in the same
2: range as guys like Lance Lynn, Marquez, Matthew Boyd. Um, I mean, there's some other names that... I'd rather
1: have all those guys over here. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But to call him a bust at 160, a bust is like a top 40 pick, a top 50, a top 100 pick. To call him a bust...
2: This whole team is basically a bust. Let's be real. That's that's not
0: the point. (laughs) 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 If we're looking at him right now at 160, you know... Guys are going to fluctuate throughout the off season, throughout spring training. I can easily see him being one of those helium guys that people get excited about. They remember that first half, and you know he kind of, he got hurt and then he came back, kind of faded away a little bit.
1: And then he comes um, back. He's going to come back and do really well in spring training after some rest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they, I'm just saying do. to like
0: be careful. You know, he can for me at least. And it's hard. It's hard to come up with like a bust for this team. But like I said, if someone if people get too excited for for Caleb Smith, I'm just saying to temper those expectations. And uh, he can almost be labeled a bust, in, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page with you, George. That ADP. There's some other names that I like a little bit better there, a little bit better history uh, regarding injuries. Um, Caleb, this is back-to-back years now where he's been banged up a little bit. He really, I mean, he had a he had a strong first half, but he just kind of looked lost at the end end of the season. Um, in August, he had an ERA over six, September over six as well. So it's, it's really nothing that was all that impressive. I think the real sleeper on this team, and I'm going to let Mike talk about him because I know he's already got an article coming out about him, but I think Sandy Alcantara is the real sleeper of this team. And I would rather have Sandy much later at an ADP of around like 250 compared mm-hmm. to Caleb at a, around like 160. I think that's the real value.
1: I will let Mike also talk, other Mike. I just wanted to discuss real quick. I was just looking now. This is interesting. Caleb Smith's uh, velocity, downward trend, if you call it that, started roughly uh, in July. And that's when he started actually utilizing his fastball even more. It's almost like he burnt his arm out. Or yeah. maybe he lost a feel for his changeup insider, slider. Because his changeup was actually the pitch that took the most you know, hit as far as usage. But his four-seamer really spiked as far as usage usage in uh, July, and with that came the decrease in velocity. It was like almost like he was over, maybe trying to overthrow a little bit, or it was um, I don't know. I honestly couldn't tell you the reasoning. I just think it's very interesting that the velocity change comes with the spike in usage. Like there's something I feel like there has to be a correlation there for some reason. So something worth noting. See, maybe he comes in back to what he you know the pitch usage he started with last year, along with the velocity and you get them and sell high i mean that's gonna be a i i don't know i like the price but if those other names you mentioned are going right around there i'm definitely gonna jump on those other names first so right Right. now right now he's the he's the only option for breakout okay like he's the only (laughs) option it's all i got here it's all i got but mike you want to touch on alcantara i know you're writing up on him a little bit
3: well, first, uh, I want to say for breakout, I had Caleb Smith, and weirdly, I had him as my bust as well. <laughs> yeah. Just because I don't think there's really a middle ground with him. I feel like he could go either way. I agree with Mike. I think it was a lot of fatigue and rust and just not pitching a lot of innings in the past. Um, he does have a solid slider and change up, So I, if, if he overcomes fatigue, I think he'll – produces adp but if it's the same thing then i think he's gonna kill you in the end so you might be right mike maybe he's more of a like sell high if he starts off hot you know what i mean
1: i'm just if he has but, a good if he has a good slider and good changeup, it, it makes no sense that he stopped utilizing them as much in the second half I'm
3: yeah guessing, something I'm, something must have happened i mean i don't think he just lost you know how good is Pitches he, were he just kind of yeah. had an
1: injury at some point for something, too. I think it was a shoulder issue. So yeah. maybe, maybe he was taking the fatigue off his elbow, not throwing the breaking pitches as much. Just a, a lot. of There's a lot of stuff, the, a lot of curious things that kind of line up with his struggles. And maybe he's – maybe the price is – like maybe this is the type of guy you go buy low on in Dynasty Leagues or something, Keeper Leagues. Something that you can, yeah. you can get for dirt cheap right now because people might think it was a flash in the pan when really you could be getting a solid SP3 for your team. Right. He's no, he's no Frankie Montas or. Sandy I think his ADP
3: will go down, also.
1: Well, yeah, because you have you have people like Sandy Alcantara, Alcantara, <laughs> Alcantara, Alcantara, whatever Alcantara. I don't know
3: how to properly say his name. In my head, I always say Alcantara, but I. Alcantara. It's, yeah. like that's what, it's Alcantara. It's
1: I think so. Yeah. I think it's Alcantara too, but I. I don't know. So, I I always
0: pronounce it yeah. Alcantara in my head too.
1: <laughs> So, Sandy. We'll just call him Sandy for sure because you know, we, right. we know him like that. Sandy. Right. Uh, what's your thoughts on him? You want to get to him?
3: Um, yeah, sure. I mean, without yeah, getting sure. too, too involved, obviously. He's got a power sinker, which is awesome. He throws it like, 95, uh, and it creates really great weak contact, ground ball percentage, um, and he actually has a pretty high swing strike percentage with it. And his fastball – um, towards the second half of the season. He let up really weak really contact that as well. Basically, he's not going to get a lot of Ks, but he's good. I think if he throws a sinker a lot and his fastball and they're both productive, I think he's going to definitely outdo his ADP next year.
1: That's, just, that's about as good as it gets for a sleeper on this team. It's so sad. I'm in for such a painful few years. Well, I
3: like Pablo Lopez too.
1: Yeah, and Yamamoto's interesting, but I'm not, and Hernandez is interesting, but I feel like people.
3: they have a yeah, they have a lot of depth pitcher wise with young talent.
1: They have like f- they have five SP fives and and <laughs> one SP three as a race. <laughs> as far yeah. as games go, I'm just saying. Because didn't Hernandez come on strong at the end too for a little bit? Like, eh. yeah, times like,
3: at times. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, eh. he's got decent stuff too.
1: Am I really? Am I really going to do this myself? At the end of the day, if you're taking a Marlins pitcher, it's Caleb Smith, Alcantara, and if you're in the deeper leagues, then you start looking at the Hernandez's, Lopez's, and Yamamoto, whatever. Yamamoto? Yamamoto, Yamamoto, Yamamoto. whatever, man.
2: Just one other thing to add about Sandy. Um, The big knock on him the past year or so has been his walk rate, and he dramatically decreased that. Went from about 15% to about 10% last year. So he dropped it about five percent, and that's really been the knock on him. So if he can keep the walks down, I think we're definitely going to see Sandy take it to a, t- take it to the next level next season. Um, he's already he's been touted as a possible closer of the future, but I think this year kind of put that to the rest put that to rest. And I think he's the ace of their future. now.
1: uh, I I, I mean the ace of the future. I, I see. I, I don't know. My really like? Maybe I need to come around on him. I still like Smith more. I mean, obviously ADP suggests I'm not like. It's not like. Oh my god! It's not like a huge like thing to say, but I don't. I don't know. I just not really feeling Sandy all that much. I refuse to say his last name because I keep screwing it up.
2: He's also um, an all star, and Caleb Smith is not.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's that was ridiculous. We all know that. <laughs> that was absurd. Nobody, nobody agreed with that. I just have
2: to say, Mike, so you're obviously the Marlins fan. We're going to take yeah. it away from the pitching side here. I actually had somebody else as a breakout, somebody I was actually really riding during a hot streak, and that's Brian Anderson. Um, uh, he had a really, really good August until he got injured. He was hitting over 340, <laughs> getting on base over 40%, slugging over 600 until he broke his handmate bone. Um I mean, this guy has kind of been like the cornerstone franchise player for them, positional player for them the past few years. He was a top prospect, came up. um, I think he was like fourth in rookie of the year voting last year. Uh, It just seemed like he kind of got more comfortable at the plate uh, on the second half until he got hurt. So I wouldn't be surprised if he has a breakout season next year. I know it's a little bit difficult to expect a breakout performance offensively from any Marlins player, especially in that park. But um, I could see Brian Anderson making some noise next year, too. No. At, at a 300 ADP.
1: <laughs> I mean, 15, 15 teamers for a corner infield spot. If you need batting average, and even that, he's he's actually showing a little more aggression in his profile versus being, like, the bigger walk guy than over the last few years. Walk rate has actually dropped three straight seasons now. And this year was, like, the first year was actually below league average. Or
3: roughly league average.
1: He was Has, right at. League hasn't
3: up. he shown like flashes at times? Though, of like. Oh, it's always flash flashes. It? Yeah. In
2: August, he was an extremely hot player, one of the hottest players in fantasy. Until he got hurt.
1: He always, he always. What he does is he like gives you just enough power. He sprinkles in a few steals for a few weeks, and then he just dies.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and <streaky> he's. <laughs> but <player. Let's laughs> then again, yeah. who isn't a streaky player? But if he can put it all together, uh, there's
0: a chance that he might be.
2: No, uh, no chance. Player.
0: Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that that's pretty much going to be what he is. Is one of those guys that's usable, you know, when you're, you want to ride like a hot streak. Um, I, I just think third base, I, I mean, I don't think he's going to crack any, you know, 12-team standard leagues at third base. Okay, he's
2: third base, he's more outfield in most leagues now. He is, kind of has uh, ability. I know in fan tracks, I think he has third base outfield, but I don't think in Yahoo, ESPN, uh, CBS, I don't even know if he has third base anymore.
1: Now, what do you guys think about Garrett Cooper? He should be starting assuming that uh what's his face isn't there? I forgot his name. Uh Neil Walker. Like Cooper was down the road, you know, he was kind of talking about clutch guys to have. Other than August, he hit two forty seven or better in every month, including a couple months over three like three forty or higher. So it's like, who is Garrett Cooper? I mean, I'm looking at his ex stats and he's slightly overachieved, but not to a point where it's unbelievable. He's probably closer to a 260 hitter with 20 to 25 bombs in a full season. I Pretty like much he, useless. I like I like him better than Anderson. <laughs> better right. than who? Than Anderson. Brian Anderson. I'd rather have Garrett Cooper every time. Mm, disagree. Oh, that's fine. You're, <laughs> You're definitely wrong, but that's fine.
0: Uh, uh, I mean, if I also, remember Anderson. correctly.
1: I think they actually were
0: going. I, I want to say they were going back to back in those uh, early. Yeah, <laughs> Brian Anderson, Gary Cooper, both at three ten.
1: In oh, the tour, kind of, I feel like there has to be a bet made there, man. That's such <laughs> a good one. That's perfect. Like you just see some of the changes. He's swing. Like, his swinging strike rate dropped four and a half percent this year. His um his contact rates went up twelve percent. His zone contact rate went up eleven percent. Like it's impressive what he's doing. He's swinging more. He's swinging at more pitches in the zone and outside the zone. He is chasing more. But to he's chasing more. more. No, he, no, he's not. That's the thing. If he's chasing more and his swinging strike rate has dropped, he's, made, he's just overall making more contact. He's making the strides in his profile that I like to see. I mean, he's 28 years old. I don't, he's, this isn't the Cardinals. This isn't typical for a, a 28-year-old to break out on this team. But I'd rather have him – I think there's higher upside Brian Anderson, the higher floor; Cooper, the higher upside. Just my—I know Anderson has the pedig- like somewhat of a pedigree, but he's just—I'm just—I don't know—I'm not as bullish on him. Maybe because I didn't ride him to like a few playoffs. Maybe that's what it is. Because I definitely rode—I definitely rode uh, Garrett Cooper. Because if you look at some of his, like some of his monthly splits, you'll see like he really was like coming on strong a few months here and there. Ooh, Brian Anderson piqued my interest though. Some of his uh, his hard hit rate and stuff. I'm just looking them up real quick. Still, still gonna t- take Garrett Cooper's side, but Anderson's all right, I guess.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, um <laughs>
2: oh, I don't have your approval.
0: I guess he's I mean, okay. One other hitter, you, you mentioned him before we got on, but uh, John Birdie. We'll see if he's in the Marlins' plans for next season, but uh, he certainly made a case for himself. I mean, he's a, you know, older prospect, 29 years old. Yeah, I was uh, gonna
1: say he's old too.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he hit 273. Uh, he slashed two seventy three, three forty eight, four zero six, uh, with six home runs, seventeen steals in seventy three games. He had an eighty five percent success rate. He's the guy I was gonna can say
1: the steals. Yeah. The steals are where you, if you mix those steals with um that it's a ninety eighth percentile, ninety uh, eighth percentile sprint, sprint speed.
0: speed, sprint speed, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and when you combine that with his line drive rate, uh, which is at twenty six percent this this season, I mean. You know, that's that's a recipe for a good batting average floor. And then, you know, you got that speed. You know, I had picked him up in, you know, Roto Leagues where he was available. And he, he helped me out big time there.
1: He was, uh, again, another – just these Marlins, I feel like they were all streaky. I remember – because I rode him too. But then there's times where I was like, no. Because he – like, I think I dropped him in a couple leagues because he's cooled down and then he picked back up. And he aggravated the crap out of me. But, yeah, man, I mean, you see some serious growth in his profile too. I'm just, again – when you look at the – his chase rate is better than league average. And he's making um, solid contact, not – nothing like, oh, my God, but it's still above league league, league average. And a guy like him, if he makes contact, his speed, he could be – like, that's why he'll be a high-bad guy. Solid. I think he'll have solid stolen base floor and some batting average floor.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: exactly. Which, at the end of drafts, you can't can't really argue with that at the end of drafts.
0: Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a team of – Uh, you know, basically just guys that may be usable here and there.
1: (laughs) Sleepers with eh, maybe, maybe.
0: What's going to be be interesting with this team next season is the growth of, you know, all those prospects that they've been stockpiling. You've got guys like Jesus Sanchez, Sixto Sanchez, Jazz Chisholm, Monty Harrison, um, you know, any of which. Yeah, J.J. Bleday. Any of which could see some time in the majors next season. That's the more exciting part. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's that's really what you're looking at is these prospects. You know, see if they can make an impact. Even I mean, Louis Brinson. I mean, He's no. he's gonna, he's gonna no. smash in the minors. Give up on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As always, he's gonna smash in the minors. He's gonna come up and he's gonna massively disappoint. He's but, about um, to get released. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if 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 George, it's Jorge. Is it? Is He's Jorge Alfaro, right? Yeah. Jorge Alfaro. Yeah, well, sorry, George on our podcast spells his name the same. (laughs) Jorge Alfaro, as far as catchers go, he's a top – he probably is a top 10 catcher. I haven't done my catcher ranks, but I have a hard time imagining he's not. (laughs) I mean, just because he he has a pulse and plays every day. Right. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, he has 82nd – he's a little sneaky as a catcher because he has an 82nd percentile hard hit rate and an 82nd percentile exit velocity. If he could just get his launch angle up from 4.7 degrees, you're looking at a guy who could probably smack 20 home runs and at the catcher position, that's solid. He hit 18 last year and only 431 at bats.
2: He could easily hit 20.
1: That's kind of like what I'm getting Like He's not a a good on-base guy. He he strikes out too much. But as far as catchers go, he's probably somebody I'll be targeting. And, like, if I pass on the higher-end catchers like I typically do, he might be a good guy to fall back on. Kind of
2: reminds me a little bit of Gary Sanchez. A lot of pop. As a canon, don't expect too much in the average department. Um,
1: yeah. He's a very, very light. very, very Sanchez light. Yeah,
2: a poor Sanchez. man Sanchez. Poor, poor man Sanchez, that's He's good. A poor
1: man's poor man Sanchez.
2: <laughs> George, I'm a little disappointed you were just naming all the prospects and you didn't name my guy. I think he disappointed you a little too much this season. Isan Diaz?
0: Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. He was on oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy for-
2: He had a, it was rough.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To put it
2: simple, I think we were all expecting bigger and better things after some of the minor league numbers that he put up, hitting 305, 26 homers, 70 ribbies. Um, It'll be nice to see if he can kind of put things together. He got a little bit better uh, down the stretch, showed some more plate discipline. Um, But if he can get more consistent, he's still a big piece to that team. Uh, They got him the Yelich deal. I think they're going to give him that second base job next year if he can figure things out in spring training. I think he's a name to watch. I mean, I'm not expecting big things, but um, I think he can get the playing time and he he could put up some decent numbers next year as well.
1: Of these names we've talked about, because I think we're almost done with the Marlins. I mean, again, we we actually talked about them way more than I anticipated, which is actually kind of awesome. But – one name, well, first of all, before we get to this, I just want to drop one last name. He was in my deep league sleepers for steals. And that's Magnarius. I can't even say his name, Magnarius Sierra. Yeah, exactly. Probably no one's ever heard of this guy except for me. But he had. I, well,
2: he, he came was. in the uh, Ozuna deal, right?
1: He, I, I honestly couldn't. So even, you don't even know that? I, I don't even know that, but I can. Uh, Some Marlins look, fan uh, you are. <laughs> sorry, I don't. Sorry, I don't pay attention to all our bad trades. I give. Yeah, a- he did. He came from the Cardinal system. Well, I was about to look it up, so thanks. Gosh. Whatever, guys. You know what? Nobody's that... ever heard of this guy. <laughs> no one's really... Dude, like, he's nobody. He was, like, a 40-grade, 40 45-grade, like, future value prospect, like, as far as, like, what fan had him out to be. He's a guy who stole 36 bags last year, like, but combining double H, And he came up from double A AA to triple A to – and so just as far as the speed option goes, he doesn't – he has a really great – profile as far as hitting strikes out less than 17 percent of the time pretty much consistently as high as maybe 20 percent in the minors a little higher at points but he doesn't walk worth a damn but the bad bit is legit he's probably close to 270 280 hitter with 30 still upside ao only 15 team draft and holds barely mixed league relevant i mean there's 16 there are 16 team dynasty leagues i'm in that he's not he's not owned in because like you know what i mean like he's a real deep league guy so just somebody worth mentioning for steals because steals are and he's only 23 years old so he might Sounds get the, like a, a cheap
2: poor man's gerard dyson type player
1: he's he's draw dyson with batting average maybe maybe well higher upside for batting average at this point in his career compared to dyson yeah and at least sierra has flashed a solid like 271 282 260 is a little low. 317, 269, 272. You see what I'm saying? Like he's flashed solid batting averages in the minors, even because that that hit tool, that speed, mixed with a hit tool works really well for him. He doesn't have to hit a lot of hard contact to get on base a lot, yeah. like Mondesi basically. So,
2: I'll tell you, man, it's been it's been a bad few years for the Marlins, but George was kind of rattling off some names. I mean, this team they have a bright future. They really do.
1: Well, they have to hit on these. Uh,
2: they have to hit, but they have some top guys in place. I mean, you got to hope that a few of them are going to – they're going to hit on some of these guys. How,
1: how did we miss on Lujan Diaz and uh, Victor Victor Mesa and Mesa Jr.? And there's a couple good pitchers too. I just don't think – <laughs> Edward Cabrera. Next,
2: next year. I mean, Cabrera and Sixto, those are the two pitchers that could break out next year.
1: Needer is okay. Um, I'm not a huge fan of his, but he's somebody worth – like like mentioning like we i think the system's actually as best the best it's ever been or could be or could have been i guess because i remember then we have like miggy come up that one and then we had um do willis and that was just like we brought all these players up and and then you sold everybody you sold everybody <laughs> um, so different yeah. ownership now so. got a
3: championship though
1: yeah that's all that matters undefeated in the playoffs baby Woo!
3: yeah screw you
1: <laughs> playoffs what are those uh sorry that's a Mets joke because you know they make them but they don't do nothing with them uh well that's uh, okay well before we wrap it up actually because I this one wanted to do of the names we mentioned who are relevant in 10 and 12 team leagues because we talk about all these names and we can talk up anybody we really can because at this point we could find reasons why we like all these players but of all these names who would you say 12 team mixed maybe 10 team mixed are relevant in those leagues because I'm finding myself having a hard time remembering that not everybody's playing these deep leagues that these guys are relevant in everybody think, give a name
2: okay uh, I was gonna say Sandy Sandy Alcantara is the well. guy that I would target <laughs> 10 to 12 team formats
1: you took I'm sure Mike's definitely gonna agree
3: oh yeah Sandy all the way <laughs> obviously I feel like Caleb I mean Kale Smith, Smith, Smith obviously you're gonna be taken
1: yeah,
0: pretty much those two guys. Um, that's it, though. Maybe Pablo Lopez and um,
1: Jorge Alfaro. I was gonna say Alfaro. Yeah, Alfaro definitely. Well, Birdie is fringe uh, in roto leagues. For yes, sure. that's what I'm saying. He's fringe. He might be that guy. Like,
3: you yeah, if you need bags, like, late.
1: Yeah. like you're you're like you you know what you missed on Edmund. you missed on. My boy Dylan Carlson, which nobody thinks he's 12-team mixed league relevant, but me. You you miss on people like that. Birdie's gonna have a place on a team somewhere. He's gonna be like five percent owned. It's gonna be what I mean. He's gonna be one of those guys. So I think he's fringe. Oh, Garrett Cooper, I think also is kind of that fringe guy. Infield spot. (laughs) Uh, I said said kind of, man.
3: Most boring player. Brian
1: Anderson is also fringe. Like they're both. They're both top 300. They're They're outside the top 300 right now. They're both fringe guys that might – I think spring training is going to make a lot, make or break a lot of these names we're talking about. So,
2: I think Caleb and Sandy are the main guys. I think all the other names we dropped are well, guys to watch, and they're I'll probably going to be going in and out of teams the whole season long.
1: And, yeah, saying Alfaro is probably the only other one that's definitely a slam dunk 12-team relevant guy because he's a catcher. There's, I mean, I'd be hard-pressed to think of I can't even think of 12 catchers ahead of him.
2: So, he's he's on a lot of waiver wires at the end of my seasons here though.
1: I think he got hurt. No. Or did he just do really you bad? No.
2: I mean he he was playing pretty well. He played well against the Mets, I know that for sure. Um, but I don't know. Just there seemed like he wasn't owned in a bunch of the leagues that I was you in. Yeah, to
1: remember a lot, of, a lot of leagues were dead leagues. So if he wasn't like on the if he yeah, wasn't true, for while, a lot of teams that were competing didn't need him either. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of that.
2: But I agree. I definitely think he's Ross for a bull as a catcher for sure.
1: Because catchers are so terrible. So, if that's it, guys, that's gonna do it for the Marlins. I mean, again, short, sweet to the point. We covered them really well, and this is the idea of like what we're trying to get, or get do with these team previews. So, we appreciate. We hope to hear some good feedback. Let you guys. Uh, I'll, we want to know what you guys think about these. So I'll be probably putting out tweets and such on Twitter to see what they see to get some feedback, but. At the end of the day, guys, this is what we're doing for all 30 teams. So, hopefully you guys enjoy it. As always, you can find us on Twitter. I'm Mike. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore, under, Mike underscore Curland. The other Mike is at SPStreamer. George is at montes 90 And I always leave Zach for last. You saved the best for last, Zach. Thanks, um, <laughs> at Braf Z. You can find the podcast page at Bases Loaded pod on Instagram and Twitter. We've been better on Instagram lately. And overall, man, if you guys could just leave us a rating or review, we greatly appreciate it. It helps us get more noticed and kind of grow. So as always, guys, hit the subscribe button and uh, we'll talk to you soon.